Hello, I am Amber Price, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Jay Lane and Liz Throck. Today on the Psychic Jam, we are discussing ethics and responsibilities for psychics. You are listening to the Psychic Jam, a podcast that inspires holisticpreneurs like you to gain confidence, to learn, and to listen to your inner voice. Tune in as featured experts of the Psychic Associates discuss heavy and taboo topics, breaking down all the barriers of the realities of working in this industry. We are talking about ethics and responsibilities for psychics. This is probably the most important thing that we will ever discuss in terms of psychic awareness and psychic development. Being able to follow a code of ethics with your own personal responsibility, whether you're a psychic for yourself or whether you choose to be a professional psychic or you are giving psychic messages to friends and family, however you choose to use your ability, you should always have a sense of values, beliefs, ethics, and moral responsibilities with this ability. So we're going to discuss some of the most common and vital parts of developing this if you don't have a guideline already. Liz, can you share with us, you know, something that you think is the most important piece? Because although it's going to be important, but what what can you share with us that's going to get us started here in terms of developing a good ethic and responsibility? Absolutely. And I couldn't agree with you more, Amber. So always uh, and to me let's start with the best interest what's in the best interest of the client what are we delivering to the client that is their highest best good um, we don't want to be doomsdayers we don't want to be people who are um, creating conflict for somebody they're coming to us to receive the highest best level of information that their soul can take and, and utilize to improve their life. If you're going to get into this as a career to be a shock, like a shock jock, um, I don't think that that's, you know, in, in anyone's best interest, specifically your own, because you're going to quickly get a reputation of being a doom gloom psychic. And they are out there. They are definitely out there. And do they get popularity? Um, In some cases, some do, but you know what always ultimately happens? They fizzle out. I've been doing this for over 30 years, and I can promise you, if you go down this path, it will be short-lived. So highest best uh, uh, interest or best interest for your client, sharing only knowledge that you, uh, well, you can ask your spirit team to only provide you with the best possible interest of the client. And it's literally how, you know, a light worker works. We don't want to be known as dark workers. We want to be known as light workers. So we're sharing information that's going to propel that soul into their future higher best good. All right. Now, Jay, what would be another ethic, um, ethical or responsible act that would be good for psychics or mediums to follow? Well, I love what you said, by the way, Liz, but I think it's the do no harm rule. And when I talk about the do no harm, it's really to refer to professionals who know what they're doing. So in other words, you'll have a client come and see you, they want to talk about their finances, and they're asking you your opinion on their finances, 
or they're having some kind of mental health breakdown and they're asking what they should do. Or sometimes it could be a medical problem. And yes, sometimes we're medical intuitives or we can connect this way psychically, but we're not there to really give our professional opinions in these areas because we're not professionals in those areas. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a financial planner. We can give our opinions when it comes to these things, but really always refer your client to somebody who is a professional in this area because you also have liabilities. And the thing is, if you were to give somebody advice as a professional in that field, not being a professional, you can also be held liable for doing that. So the thing is, when it comes down to it, always consult or always recommend that clients consult with professionals in these fields. And if you do have a specialty, you know, clearly make the difference known between your specialty and what advice it is that you're giving to your client. Because the thing is, a lot of us do have specialties in different areas. You know, I might be a social worker, or I might be a past financial planner. But you also let them know that you're no longer doing these types of things. And really, they need to do their research. So I think that's great. Amber, what about yourself? You know, the do no harm, but I know that we've talked about all kinds of, of different ethics when it comes to this. What's what's your next thought on this? Yeah, you know, both of you have really covered some really significant aspects of this. And, and this is amazing information because, you know, it's going to incorporate all of the, the things that we need to be able to focus on. But the best part of being psychic is you are able to identify where your own personal bias and belief systems exist. And so what I'm thinking is that it's important to be aware that you have bias, that you have a belief system and values in place. And when bias come out, they'll come out in the way of reflecting your bias onto the person that you're reading. This could happen, you know, if we're talking about genders, you know, if, if, if you believe that, you know, uh, you know, all construction workers are male, then you might bring your bias out through that reading and say he or him or whatever, when you're talking about construction. So, you know, that's a simple example, but you can see where I'm going with this. And it can really do some, some damage to people because one, you're not really kind of connecting through your psychic awareness. You're, you're filtering through your personal bias and it's important to not do that. You don't want to give somebody a reading where you're, you know, dealing with your ego as well. Cause there's also that, you know, if you're wanting someone to do bad because you're jealous or you're, you know, wanting to be, I don't even know, I can't even think of anything, but whatever somebody might want to do to cause somebody else to change their life or make choices based on something that you are doing from an area through your shadow, through your ego or through your bias. So, so it's important to recognize that we all have them. It's important to recognize when you're, when, when they exist and when they're starting to come out so that you can um, learn to really speak from the light which would give you the information that's coming through from the universe through the higher consciousness. And when a psychic does that, 
those personal biases can't even come out. They, they can't. They, they, you're, you're in such a different level of energy and frequency that those personal biases aren't able to come through because you're connecting to such a deeper and higher level that you're not filtering through the ego. You're filtering through the consciousness, the collective. So think about your readings, think about the insights that you receive and think about how you can delve deeper into those levels of consciousness to eliminate reading through your ego or through personal bias so that you're not trying to manipulate or influence people to do something that's going to serve your highest good. And really, it's not, let's be honest, but in that moment, your ego will believe it is. Um, so really reflect on those things. And this is why through our um you know, learning and our own personal development and growth, it is part of developing your psychic abilities and knowing who you are and how you do things and how you receive information. And so, you know, that's what I believe, you know, something that we need to be working on as a collective anyways. But Liz, what about you? I know there's another topic that we're just, you know, dying to get out here. (laughs) Well, you know, what you covered on personal bias is so true. You know, psychic awareness literally holds no opinion. So the higher you evolve as a psychic um, individual, um, the more in tune. And and here's like a, a, this is where I knew I was growing psychically and um, becoming uh, more in tune and evolving as as a spirit was when I realized that I had so many biases and I had so many opinions and I didn't realize until I was faced with um, another soul in front of me experiencing a trauma or drama connected to something I had a bias or an, an opinion on. And it was literally all about ego, right? Which you've already discussed. But when, when you are facing you know, your hardcore belief systems or your opinions and you one of the things I've discovered is that I just try not to have opinions now because I I can be an awareness of what I'm thinking is going to come like into fruition, but I'm so open to allowing it to change. And I, in the past, I wouldn't have been open to allowing it to change. I had a fixed belief system in the past, the old Liz, the new Liz is I have an opinion or I have an awareness not so much an opinion, I have an awareness, but I am so open to allowing it to evolve or change based on new information. And that is literally how you know you're really tuning in and you're becoming a a much more enlightened soul. So, you know, on that topic, uh, you know, that's one of the things you're going to be wanting, watching out for if your ego is jumping in to the deep end and you're steadfast on an opinion you know, you're just about to learn new insight. So Jay, let's go to the next topic. I know you got some good ones that uh, you wanted to share with us today. What's the next one you wanted to talk about with ethics? I want to talk about confidentiality and, and keeping things private when you're doing readings. And thank you, Liz. That was amazing. You're right. We don't get paid to have an opinion. (laughs) So you're absolutely right. But you know, it's something that I have in my code of ethics about confidentiality. I will keep confidential the names of all of my clients unless requested by the client to release information. And the other thing is 
unless it's also requested or required by court of law. So I used to work in, in courts and a lot of people will come to see you and they'll tell you things, but sometimes it's things that you don't want to know. So for example, I had a young man once that came to see me and said, listen, I broke into the tackle shop last weekend. Right away, he's giving me a statement telling me that he's broken the law. So I told him, you're giving me a culpable statement. You're giving me a statement that will make me have to report this. So if you don't want this reported, I would suggest that you talk about something else. He goes, no, but that's what I'm talking about today. So I said to him, I have to report this then. And I have a legal obligation to report things like that. Or if someone tells you they've been abusing somebody or children or something. So you have to watch and you have to draw the line. When it comes to confidentiality, you have to keep your clients confidential. Don't go name dropping and, oh, my God, I read for so-and-so, unless you have the consent to do so. So if the client says, yes, you can use my name, yes. And it's better in those cases just to get, um, you know, a beautiful review from them. But then you can openly talk about it, but not the reading. Always keep that information private. But if you are approached by police and you did interview someone, you may have to you know, uh, give that information if it is something they believe has to do with a criminal investigation or some kind of investigation to those matters. So just to watch very, very carefully as to what you say, what you don't say again, and to keep that information private. Moving on to the next one, Amber, we talked about not sharing information with others. Mm -hmm. So I kind of put that in together with that. But if we were to move on from that, what would you have to say next about our next subject? You know, you know, when you're doing psychic readings, when you're getting insights, you know, every person is wanting to trust. That's the one thing we tell people to do. Trust what you're getting. Trust what you're receiving. But there is a very big difference between you personally trusting your gift and you trying to influence others to believe that your way is the only way. Your message is correct. Your message is the, you know, be all and end all of their life story. So when you're giving psychic information, you need to be open for interpretation. You need to be open to perception. We've got free will at hand here. We've got people making choices, right? People being people. And so we need to understand as psychics that you cannot demand, bully, or force people into accepting your message and, and, and understand that they're going to take what they want and leave the rest. When free will is at play, and ego and bias and values and all of these things, you're receiving the insight. And it very well may be true, but you're also delivering it to someone who's perceiving it through their own bias, trauma, drama, ego, shadow. And they might not be willing to even admit to self what's happening. That's not your job. That's not our job. And it's not something that's even part of the human experience. No one anywhere um, is going to be in a space where they can 
allow what they believe to come on to somebody else's life experience. And so I guess that's what I feel compelled to share and to believe every day is, you know, you do your best, you give your information um, and then allow them to take what they want from it. And they're going to interpret it whatever way they want. So don't try to get so super hung up on, you know, clarifying or trying to get other people to understand what you're saying or what you mean. You know, none of those things are as important as allowing somebody to receive information and go out and let people be people. And so I think, you know, that's an important aspect in terms of just, you know, doing life right? Life is about experiences and trial and error and uh, communication and misunderstandings. And so this is part of the process and it might be part of your bigger plan too. So just let it evolve. So Liz, what else can we tell everyone about going forward and being ethical in this industry? When I hear about so-called psychics saying that a person has a curse on them or um, they're going to give them a spell to allow them to meet that special someone. Um, To me, there's no more of a garbage psychic than right there. And and by garbage, I mean that. I mean absolute trashy, trashy garbage psychic. Anybody that, that preys on someone's fears and weaknesses to stroke their own ego is coming from a dark place and for that, um, I have zero tolerance. Now, I have been to many a psychic fair in, in my day, and I can tell you um, a number of times I've come across these folks, and they're literally preying on people, taking thousands of dollars from people. It's not just one curse. It's, oh, you know, there's this curse and that curse. And people Um, You know, this is where the ethics and responsibilities comes into play, I think, the most for us as psychic mediums. We are in a position where people who are vulnerable are coming to us seeking out um, support and advice. And because of our abilities, they come in with a very trusting, um, you know, open, you know, very open to receive what we have to share with them. So we have to take that very seriously. And any person who, you know, acts like a psychic and comes out of the gate saying, yeah, your grandfather's cursing you for $300 or $1,000, I can get that curse off of you, is they're, they're garbage, they're trash. I will say it again and again and again. So first things first, if you ever come across somebody like that, expose them, expose them, expose them, expose them. The whole spell thing, I understand that there's a religion, Wicca uh, religion, and I understand, you know, that they do have, um, you know, spells that they cast, but any true Wicca person is going to only work within themselves. They're not going to cast out spells on others because of the free will clause. You cannot do that. And if you are trying to pretend that you can do that kind of thing, you're stealing money from people, essentially. So we need to expose these people because these are the kind of folks that really darken our um our industry they darken us with their cloud so yes you you can tell i'm passionate about it i've i've had many a run-in um jay i am sure you know uh you have some um information which i know is near to you around um 
respecting, uh, respecting clients when, you know, uh, when it's time to stop possibly a, a, a meeting with somebody. Do you want to share that? I loved your thing on curses, your, your little speech on curses, because like, this is awesome. I, I have to add, you know, there's, there's people that reach out through uh, to other people for money through social media. You know, there's, there's these types of things trolling. So be careful, people just be careful out there. Um, but you're right. A lot of people will sit there and you're in the middle of a reading and all of a sudden they say, stop. I, I can't do this. I'm too nervous. <clears throat> I'm afraid of what I'm going to hear. So if someone tells you that, it's because you haven't prepared them enough for the reading, as far as I'm concerned. I like to sit people down. I like to tell them what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it. And if they have any questions, they can certainly ask. But a person sometimes is not ready for a reading. So sometimes they're going to say, look, you know, I'm just not ready for this. I, I need to leave. Is, is that okay? Don't continue to read for them. Don't try to convince them. You know, you may want to say, is there something that I missed? Is there something that you don't understand? How can I clarify this? But if they're still insistent, no is no. So a person has the right to refuse or to terminate the session at any time without any, cons you know, without, you know, without regardless of, of that prior consent. So the thing is just to respect that. And so that's what I have to say about that. What about... You know, being at a party, Amber, and, and or being at a get together. And I know this has happened to me so many times, doesn't matter where I go, grocery store, hairdressing shop, going for pedicures, where I go to a get together. And all of a sudden, you become the entertainment, or at mm. least someone's just labeled you as the entertainment. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, you know, first and foremost, I take my ability that I've been given that I've agreed to have in this life's plan of mine, very seriously, uh, in terms of making sure that, you know, I have people's permission, I have given them all the information that they need, they know what they're getting into, they are willing for me to connect to their energy. Um, so first and foremost, being a psychic is not about a party trick. Right. So, you know, Liz, you talked before about, you know, shock and awe or whatever about, you know, you don't you just want to do this for that. Then we're kind of in the wrong spot. Um, that aside, part of my ethical responsibility to myself and to my guides and to the universe is I work hard and play hard. That's that's me. So if I'm going to be at work and working for the universe and delivering messages, I'm there. I'm doing it. But when I'm playing and I've been invited to a party or I'm out hiking or camping or whatever, um, and somebody puts me on the spot, like you say, Jay, like, you know, you're at a party and all of a sudden someone says, oh, you know, Amber, tell me something. What am I thinking? Or what, 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 are, what's my future? Can you just tell me anything? And then all of a sudden you start to feel the, 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 the guard go up, right? So my guides will protect me from things that I shouldn't indulge in psychically. So if I start to feel like, okay, my, my guard is being put up, I feel like my boundaries are being initiated. Um, you know, you already go to a party knowing that you've got your boundaries and you're grounded and your energy is good, but you also want to be social. And there is this, um, you know, like, 
ability to be able to be grounded and guarded, but to have that kind of free flowing energy so you can connect to other people in a social aspect, which is different than connecting in a psychic aspect, right? So social, you want to bond with people. You want to relate to people. You want to be able to know that, you know, you're, you know, what do people look for to be accepted, to be loved, to be, you know, connected with psychically, when you connect to someone that way, they expect that there is more, it's less social, less about connecting and bonding and more about receiving information that's going to help them either make decisions or, you know, if it's for fun or not, they're going to want you to be judged in that moment based on the information that you're giving. And, but the interesting thing is here is to not forget that as a psychic, you don't know what information may come through in that minute. They might think it's fun and games, but you might be getting somebody's departed loved one and it's super raw, or you might be talking about something that's extremely personal health-wise or something that somebody doesn't want to know because you can't pick and choose what what you're going to receive as a psychic information. So somebody who's inviting you to tell everybody the thing at the party may not be the person who's actually going to get the message. It could be somebody else in the room who wasn't open to receiving or didn't believe that they should have put someone on the spot for doing this. So be that enlightened, be to that level of awareness that you can understand that that is opening up such a ball of worms or ball of wax or whatever to be able to start to, you know, have the opportunity to start to create more harm in those moments. And, you know, there's really nothing good that's going to end from that situation because you're either going to be put on the spot and now you've disobeyed your own boundaries and you've let yourself down or you've given information and everybody's gone and you don't know who you've upset or who you've touched. You don't know if you don't know anything. What you know is that if you indulge in this, you're, you're feeding your own ego. That's at the end of the day, what I'm going to say, if you have a policy about, you know, working and playing separately and you go against that, you're feeding into your ego and it never going to end well. (laughs) So I think that's, that's what I wanted to say about that. And so I think at the end of the day, it's all about taking all these tips, all these strategies and all these, you know, pearls of wisdom that Jay and Liz and I have given you today and to transform it into what makes sense for you and how it aligns to your authentic beliefs and value system. So you can create your own ethics and, uh, you know, level of responsibility for how you conduct yourself as a psychic. So I think that that will kind of wrap up this topic for today and, you know, have fun in exploring what it is that it means to you.